1984 may be one of the most impactful years when it comes to pop culture and entertainment. Michael Jordan debuted in the NBA. It was the year Prince released his infamous Purple Rain. Also the year Madonna reached the Billboard Top 10 for the first time. And who can forget Van Halen's album, 1984? It was one of the best years, if not the best, at box office for movie success. 1984 was the release year for Ghostbusters, Beverly Hills Cop, Karate Kid, Gremlins, Footloose, Revenge of the Nerds, Sixteen Candles, Neverending Story, and Children of the Corn, just to name a few. While I was entertained with many of these things, nothing born in 84 affected me as much as the supernatural slasher film that dropped on November 9th of that pinnacle year, A Nightmare on Elm Street. The film's boogeyman, Freddy Krueger, a burned child murderer killed by local parents as revenge, returns back from the dead and haunts the dreams of teenagers as an act of his own revenge. Kruger had the ability to kill you through your dreams, and if that isn't scary enough to a child, there's more. Freddy had the ability to live in your headspace, taunt your insecurities and throw them in your face before killing the shit out of you. Psychologically, that was the most terrifying film I had seen as a kid, and honestly it holds up well today. You can't run from your sleep, or your insecurities for that matter. Elm Street captivated audiences across the globe and grossed over $57 million at the box office, which led to eight more films starring Kruger. It's hands down my favorite film of all time. From the moment I saw it, my obsession with horror and monsters was born. On this episode of Sloppy Horror, we will discuss Elm Street and its impact on the world, ourselves, and sprinkle in some flavor you may or may not know about the film. So sit up, grab some coffee, and whatever you do, don't fall asleep. It's time for Freddy. Boom! Welcome to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. I am your host, Christian Ramey. With the producer, Ozark Mark. What the hell's happening, Mark? Hey, What's going on? Hey, everybody. It's the Sloppy Horror <laughs> Podcast Season 2. That's oh right. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for joining us, guys. Season 2. It's a big deal. I really very, like it. Very big deal here. Yeah, and I appreciate the audio episodes more than I do, you know, the videos. But it's fun to get back in the studio with the crazy year of 2020. We're back in it. We're back and ready to rock. So... That being said, this is a very important episode to me because we're talking about my favorite movie of all fucking time, Nightmare on Elm Street. You know about that? You know about that, Ozark Mark? Uh, that's Freddy Krueger, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Uh, yes, sir. That's Freddy Krueger is who that is, okay? How, how, many, ni- how many Nightmare on Elm Streets were there? <laughs> so, um, there's it's kind of a complicated question, Mark. Just so give me to- a ballpark. So, if you want to be technical here, yes, seven and um, uh, excuse me. So seven, all right. But the seventh one was Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Number eight was Freddy vs. Jason. Ah, that was my favorite one. Right. Okay. Number nine was the remake. Okay. So that's so technically that's what, like nine. That he's in nine Freddy Krueger movies have been made, but we'll say we'll say eight. We'll say eight, but yeah, you can say nine, but we'll say eight. You just said nine. Is it eight or nine? Look, Robert England was in eight of them. Okay, then there's eight of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get it, and I, gotcha. I don't mean to knock James. Uh, James, uh, what the fuck is? That? I'm sorry, I, for, I I forgot his name. It just slipped my tongue. But dude from Watchmen. I mean, he's a great actor. James Earl Haley. That sound right? Yeah, that's right. I think so. Yeah, that's right. I don't know, man. Dude's a good actor. Like, I'm not. It it just was weird. It was different. Like, I don't. I I just couldn't do it. It's like Robert or Bust, in my opinion. You know, no disrespect if you if that was your film. No, no. 
Not you. you, you I'm just saying I know what you're audience. getting at, too, but you need Robert England to be Freddy. Yeah. If you're a Freddy fan of any sort, even if you kind of just saw the movie, and mm-hmm. then you saw it without Robert England, you'd be like, what the hell is this? You know, yeah. It's not the same. I mean, he made the character, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. And, um, I mean, when you talk about... Obviously, I'm a little biased here, so I'm going to say he's my favorite, but... If you have a Mount Rushmore of horror characters, you feel like he would be in most people's Mount Rushmore of horror characters. How but, would he not, though? That's, I mean, you know, well, he's, the, you he's know, right you gotta, up there. What president, if you say, if you're looking at the Mount Rushmore of horror right now, what president would, in what spot would he be for you? Now, don't be biased. Just think about it for a second, logically, through all the horror characters, right? Yeah. Where would he be? Which one would you put him in? Uh, probably George Washington's position. Well, that's what I would do, too, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of Freddy. He's not my favorite by any means, but as far as slasher horror characters, Mount Rushmore of horror, Freddy is like, he's the face of horror to me. Yeah. Well, he he had such a good mouthpiece. He was like the stone-cold Steve Austin, if you will. I mean, forgive the wrestling reference there, but it's like, he was a shit-talker, man. Freddy was a shit talker, and I, I think that's what got people at a lot of levels. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, as a kid watching these growing up, like, uh, I, I was born in 89, so I was like, I got to see, you know, just right there at the end of the slasher boom growing up, and it was like watching all these guys, they all scared the shit out of me. But in my mind, it was like a Jason or a Michael. It's like, all right, if I'm fast enough, I can get away, you know? But, Freddy, what are you going to do? I can't run from sleep, man. Do you no, agree? and, and- you know, Freddy, he had such character to him, like you said. Like, Jason, he didn't, what'd he do? He just walked or ran at you. Yeah, how do you Maybe avoid I, getting killed by him? That's all he had. Michael doesn't say a goddamn thing. He just sits there and waits in the bushes, and that's all he does. But Freddy's sitting here, he's dicking with you, he's fucking with your emotions, he's mm-hmm. hilarious, he's, you know, he's very vocal. He just has that character to him that I think makes him so special. And what made him like a cult pop culture icon? Oh yeah, at, at, you know, not in horror, just in general. Everybody knew Freddy, right? If I'm not mistaken, back in the day, right? And you still see little kids popping up at Halloween as Freddy. Not as not the abundance that you would in our day, but you what still they, see him out there. What are they nowadays? Like, what's what's the thing? Fucking Fortnite characters. Well, they what do you do? Just put them in a box? Fortnite. It's guys. like the, it's like the 1920. Oh, Fortnite guys. I thought. I'm thinking of the box one that's just cubes. Uh, uh, that, that's the anything. Minecraft. Minecraft thing. Okay. That was you know, in my game. day, we had Paperboy. It was a fun game. I mean, my wife, bless Mortal her my, dude, my wife, bless her heart, when her little brother was turning, like, I forget what he was, like, nine or ten. When Minecraft was, like, super big, the kids that age. Yeah. He wanted a Minecraft birthday. Yeah. My so, son plays. So Cassandra went, and she got, like, 500 600 boxes <laughs> and put them all together which uh, is a pain in the ass to do painted them did all this thing made a, a store did these little whatever the hell creatures were and put them all over the backyard she spent <laughs> like two days worth of time putting this together <laughs> and then the activities came and all the boxes were destroyed in like 10 minutes and then they all started playing with like nerf guns and shit like all her hard work was for like 10 minutes of it Yep, my. You know what's actually pretty wild? Like, uh, I won't knock even Minecraft too hard, cause now it's not hard. There's no competition to the game. I will say that. But like, 
my my son's been like, Dad, check this out. I have this like crazy ass detailed architected house like that's like, oh man, you're like, damn, dude, you. I mean, he's ten, but it's like, so like, yeah, downstairs is where the pool is, and then you know. <laughs> If you go outside, there, you know, here's here's a little well. And you're like, what? Like, it's just all kinds of shit. I have like all glass side. Like, it looks nice. Yeah, like, it looks kind of. You know, that reminds me of what we had. Sim City. Sim City and Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, those were the those, games, dude. Fuck yeah, those games were a lot of fun. But, Segway, back to Elm Street. Oh yeah, we're back on Elm Street now. Sorry, back on Elm we Street. took a left turn somewhere. We're what? back. It happens. It happens. But so, like, I don't know if you can remember the first time you saw this movie. But I mean, yeah, I when would, was the first time you actually saw this? Like, how old were you and stuff? I was like five or six years old. So it was. I don't you know. Were like, five or six? Yeah. You were yeah. that young? Yeah, my dad was. Oh shit! I talked him into it. Like, I don't know what it was, but it, maybe you were like that. But I would always talk like talk my shit up like yeah i, w- I want to watch it i want to watch it he had like a freddy krueger sweater for halloween or for for one year i was like what is that and he was like nah don't you can't watch this and i was like yeah i can i can watch it dad and i just talked him into it my mom was gone and we went up to the movie store and he's like whatever <laughs> like whatever <laughs> that's how dads are if you yeah. nag them enough whatever they just give in and just not care they just want you to go go away yeah and he didn't like sit there and watched it with me like took a shower and like was cooking dinner and shit just doing dad stuff just left i'm just like ah oh. so, so we, like, he left you there alone to watch the movie yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and it fucked me up and i'm kind of glad it did you know because it was like that's that's what started it all man i mean it, i was like obsessed from that point i wanted to watch anything that could like scare the shit out of me it was i i, I don't know I feel like anybody that's a nerd of something, like whether it's horror or comic books or Star Wars or whatever, you could just remember that first one that kind of got you when you were young. Like, that'll never kind of leave you. And that was it for me. It was sweet. So, I don't want to, I don't want this show to necessarily always be just a straight educational show, because I like to give our side point. I like to hear people's personal experiences with horror. A, because I'm a fucking nerd about it. And B, nerd, stop, man. It's like um, there's m- movies all have an effect on you. Like I mean, everyone has different effects. Like I guess you have you ever watched some sappy shit with your girl and you're like, how are you crying right now? It's oh like my not God. even that's like, that's like every other movie. Yeah, it's like a dog didn't even die. Why are you crying? If a dog dies, I get it. But like, who cares? Any other way? Like a dog or a kid has to die for me to be like, yo, that's fucked. Just I- a dog, really, for me. Yeah, well, you know. I don't have kids, though. But Yeah, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> I thought you were saying it's just a dog to me. Like, no. you just a dog to me, I'll get another one. <laughs> that is, that is, no. No, I get what the you meant. I get what you meant. If a dog dies, it makes me cry. If a kid dies, I'm like, uh, that sucks. But, but usually, that that's kind of a cool horror paradigm. Like, the kid, like, the young kid, like, even in Halloween, you know, he drops his pumpkin in front of Michael. He didn't fucking kill him. You know, it's like they give, like, a little credit to young children. Sometimes. Except for Freddy, because he's a little fucking asshole. Now. That's why Freddy's my favorite. No mercy. Yes. No birthdays with these goddamn kids. Now, you want to talk about putting something on the map. Here's a little flavor, you know. Oh, all right. Here's a little flavor. A flavor. Okay. 
talk about putting something on the map. You know, New Line Cinemas. You're familiar with that. They've released hundreds of films that we knew in the 90s, 2000s, from Austin Powers to Blade to Ninja Turtles to fucking lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. You know them. They got, you know, it's the film reel with the two things. You know. Oh, the ones that, you know, fly in with the blue light and then they like, you know. You know exactly what like I'm a, talking you know, about. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. So. If you press rewind in like 1984 and before that time, they were just a distribution company. They were very small. They would just kind of push films for people for a price, but they were not. They were not a big thing. Now they call it the house that Freddie built because after that movie, I mean, you're gross 57 million dollars. That does big things. That does huge things, right? Wait, 57 million for this for this movie? Yeah, man. Worldwide. Wow. It just, Especially it was, in the 80s, though. Yeah, it was just captivating, man. It really was. It was something that took over. It got people talking. And uh, that, that's why Wes Craven, I don't know. He, he's probably my favorite horror director just because this is my favorite horror flick. But he did a few films before this. You know, Hills Have Eyes, Last House on the Left. And back then, it's not like you have Netflix and like DVDs and videotapes circulating. It was more like obscure drive-ins, and some drive-ins would play these flicks. So some people knew about him, but he wasn't necessarily a household name. Nightmare on Elm Street put him on the map as well, too. Put a lot of people on the map. It's Johnny Depp's first film. Johnny Depp? Yeah, yeah, playing Glenn. I mean, this oh, that's right. That is, that is him, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. First See, I don't remember that. I'm always so used to... Seeing him as like a pirate or something now, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think of when you because we think of Johnny Depp now, you're just thinking of Captain Jack Sparrow. You yeah, know, you for don't sure, think about man. These other things. Yeah, it's his introduction. It is. It is fucking neat because he's done so many things, and uh, that's one hell of a first movie though to be in. Like you got lucky as shit, kid. Well, and, and for honestly, that to be your first movie that you were in, we could do a whole episode on like big people that got their start in horror movies it's like it gives them the opportunity and a lot of people think like oh yeah you do your trash film first that's how like a critic or like a big like the fucking you know uh uh, the big people ratings people would look at it but in my opinion what displays more emotion than fear like like let's just hypothetical like all right uh texas chainsaw massacre like the remake that came out like jessica beale okay She's fucking hot. She did, like, Seventh Heaven and, like, all kinds of girly shit. And, she, you know, she's a good actor. But, like, when you see somebody fucking chasing somebody with a chainsaw, that adds a different element of acting. Like, that's, like, a whole nother thing. Like, that's a whole nother thing, in my opinion. So I really don't think it's a trash role. Like, Jennifer Aniston, she got her start in Leprechaun for the most part. Yeah. She had did some stuff, but Leprechaun was her first home run. George Clooney, he did, uh... Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, maybe it was. A, a lot of these people, man, like they <laughs> well, just started. Sure, but I mean, fear. I mean, you have to sell, really sell fear, and that's a lot harder than a lot of people think. Because you can act like you're scared, but it ain't, it ain't gonna work. You can see right through it. You know when somebody is legit scared. Yeah, watch a campy horror film. Now they're fun to watch, but you can tell when, like, yeah, like the it's stu- like when somebody's trying to fake it. You can definitely tell, and it doesn't give that same feel as real fear which i think these people do a really good job in these actors yeah man it, it wes craven too he he compiled a perfect cast you know you had heather langenkamp as nancy thompson in this Nancy. yeah man nancy she's probably my favorite final girl of she's all time a, is she a virgin 
She was. That's she why was a virgin. she made it to the end. Well, that's why probably why she died in part three. She came back in like a pantsuit, like business suit, like she had been getting some business. <laughs> and she fucking died. Once you get the business, dude, you're done. Stay a yeah. virgin forever if you mm-hmm. want to survive a horror movie. She looked like she was a grown, independent woman. <laughs> and her ass got fucking murdered. Independent woman don't need no man. And tell me why Freddy's such a dick in the way he kills people. He comes back as her dad, like her her dead dad. He's like, hi, honey. Didn't want to pass over without saying I loved you. <laughs> he fucking was Freddy and he killed her. He's like, ah. That's how you get to him, though. Yeah, what a You got to get in there with somebody you trust. You and besides, it? when you want to kill somebody, like when Freddy probably hates them, you want to dick with them in the worst possible way if you ever see it through that point. Well, you remember fucking Freddy's Dead Part 6. He comes back as that chick's dad who fucking, like, molested her. And he's like, come on, honey, give me some sugar. It's like, (laughs) what the fuck, dog? (laughs) He's such a dick. He's such a dick, but that's what makes it so great. It is, man. So enjoyable, you know. You you know, I know the death you probably enjoy a lot in that movie. Uh, What, the... Remember the deaf dude, Carlos, and he he did it on the chalkboard, and he made his ears explode in his dream, and his head exploded. That was, that's, like, just one of the best. Because there's something about Campy that's awesome. I mean, I know that the Elm Street's got a little stretched out, but the 80s in general was the decade of excess. Like of excess. So you really can't say that it's all Freddy's fault. It was just, like, the decade for that. I mean, he was doing rap songs. He had his own TV shows and shit eventually at one point. And Wes Craven was off the train eventually. I mean, Wes, Wes helped out with like three, and he did seven and one, obviously. But it was his idea. He made Freddy. He made Freddy. You know how he made Freddy? No. How did he make Freddy? Well, I appreciate you asking. I appreciate <laughs> I, you. I really don't know. Please no. tell me. I will. So it's actually kind of a weird, kind of a cool thing. So, I guess in the 1970s, there were these articles in the L.A. Times that Wes mentioned where these refugees were coming from, like, uh, Vietnam and, like, Laos and Cambodia and shit. And they were coming to America, and they they were running from somebody, obviously. Um, I don't know the full specs of it, but they got here, and they were all fucked up. Like, they were under, like, medical care once they got here. And all these dudes were like, "Yeah, I can't. We we can't sleep. We're not going to bed. We, we're not fucking sleeping." And the doctor was like, "Uh, okay. Well, you you definitely seem like you need some sleep. So why don't you just try to sleep it off?" And they're like, "No, nah, we're not sleeping." Well, eventually, all these dudes fall asleep and they all die. And like, what? Yeah, they called it Asian Death Syndrome. Like uh, that. That's what Wes had said. I mean, yeah. I didn't fact check the articles, but he did quote a paper in a decade. So maybe Hold I mean. On. Asian death syndrome. Asian dawn, honey. Asian you remember Die Hard? Asian death syndrome <laughs> is what you're trying to tell me is a real thing. Yes. You no, remember? it's not. You remember? That That reminds me of Die Hard. You remember when that police chief's, like, reading, like, the... They came up with the phony demands on top of the roof, like, free these prisoners, the Asian dawn. <laughs> He's, like, calling them in the play. No, Asian dawn, honey. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. So, Asian death syndrome yeah. is what they... They called it, and you said he got this out of a paper. This was an article. He said 70s L.A. Times. 70s L.A. Times. Okay, has this article ever been fact-checked or proven? You it is not, but you know, Wes isn't very eccentric. He's kind of like bookwormy. Okay. Like, he, he doesn't just see – I don't know. Well, I, I feel like if that was a thing, that would – well, 
probably not heard about it, but I think that should be like a reoccurring thing. Or is it just like a one-time thing? I don't I've never know. heard of Asian I, 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 death I, I, I don't, you know, we can we can do a fact check real quick. Let's just do a Google and see if it pops up. Let's just see what an Asian death syndrome is just real quickly. So it's Asian death syndrome. So it's just those, it, they fell asleep and they all died in their sleep. Theoretically, right? Is that what he's getting at? Yeah, so Asian death syndrome, sudden unexplained nocturnal death syndrome, and a disorder found in Southeast Asia, particularly Thailand, Japan, Philippines, and Cambodia, which causes sudden cardiac death, usually in males. So, But that's kind of weird that all of them died, so... Look, dog, it says it on Google, so I don't know, like, I don't... But that's where he got it from, right? So that, yeah, so that's that, that kind of makes me feel like Freddy Krueger's real. That's crazy, though. Yeah, that's I've never not... heard of that. That's kind of scary. That is a little scary, Mark. Yeah. That is a little scary. Okay. But he read these articles, and then also, you know, he's like, man, what a creepy concept to die from your dream. So he kind of spun off of that, and then he said that fucking Dreamweaver song. It, it, like he heard it, and I guess he was high or something. He's like, oh, shit. Just, uh, it rang a creepy tone to him. And then he said he kind of got the idea, too, like, um, he had a bully, I guess, as a kid named Freddy. And then in that first movie, Hills, or Last House on the Left, the bad guy's name was Krug, so it was kind of a spinoff that. And then he said he had, like, this creepy incident as a kid where he saw this, like, dude outside of his window or some shit. And um, he, like, was a kid, so he closed the curtain and, like, kind of ran away, hid behind the couch, and then, like, went back and looked at the curtain, and the dude was closer to the window. Kind of, like, reminded me of the salt guy from Home Alone. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking of when you were telling me that. (laughs) That dude was, they made him look scary as hell in that. You know, I'm afraid of birds, so the lady in the second one scared me more than the salt guy. The pigeon lady that was, like, covered right, in pigeon. Do, you are afraid of birds. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Not, like, small birds, but, like, large no. numbers of birds. They're just gross. You're afraid of small birds, too. When gross we went to the zoo. Like, no, when we went to the zoo, you wouldn't go in the bird room. It's just little birds flying around, man. You wouldn't I go in there. dog. I don't like that shit. <laughs> birds. <laughs> okay. Whatever, dude. Birds, like, my, birds killed my dad. There was nine eagles that came out of the sky, and they killed him. No, there was a thing. We played this game, Barstool Sports Game or whatever, and that was one of the questions that people had to debate. It was, if you're getting attacked by bald eagles one by one, right, one attacks you at a time, how many would you fight and kill before they got you? Dude. Like, if one comes at you and then you have to fight and kill that, then another one comes, you have to fight and kill that. Like, how many eagles would you think it would take before they'd get you. It just depends, man, on your condition. Because, like, they are really, like, a large wingspan. And, like, the way I see it, they could pick a fucking salmon out of water. Like, that's just nuts. Like, can you picture if they got their talons, like, on your shoulders and they just, like, beaked the fuck out of your face? Yeah. Like, now, you may be able to punch his shit right in the chest because he's got a bird body. So it's hollow. But if he gets them talons or that claw, that... Dude, once you once he latched onto you with those talons, they would just go completely. He'd probably be able to lift you up. Maybe, yeah. If you're a if small guy, if it was a guy. big enough fucking eagle, yeah. If you're a small guy, he could probably lift you up. 
Yeah, dude. That's... Or at least get you off balance. But So really the bigger the bird, the scarier. But honestly, it's kind of like disgust because they eat sh- all nasty shit, so I don't want to touch them. You know, I don't want to touch them to defend myself. So that's what freaks me out. So just go hide in a phone booth, mm-hmm. pussy. Right. Anyways, look, what were you talking about before we got off look, topic the salt, with birds? The salt guy. The salt oh, guy. yes, the salt guy. So he had that idea. And then I guess, you know, for a sweater, he said red and green apparently are the most, you know, contradicting colors to the eyes, to the retina. So he picked those. For Freddie's sweater? Uh-huh. I thought it was red and black. It's like a deep green, but it is green. Well, I'm looking at a poster right now, dude. That's black. Well, we, we you know, we're kind of darked out in this room. It's green, you know, and you don't he's, know what he does in that boiler room. You know, it got dirty. He's doing a boiler. Work. Yeah, well. So it's like a really, really dark green. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then he's like, what kind of, he, he was thinking about what kind of weapon to give him. You know, and then obviously he has his iconic love, but he was like, how do I make that happen? He was like, what was some of the first scary stuff that people were afraid of in the beginning of time? You know, what was that? And uh, he said in the beginning of time, what's scary? Bears, animals, claws. So if you were to fucking terrify somebody, what would you need? Like, and he just thought like, man, that's just such a primal fear back that like cave times would be claws, you know? seeing a bear claw come around the fucking cave and fucking get you. Yeah. So he kind of compiled all these things, and he made the fucking movie. He casted some great people. Like we said, we have Heather Langenkamp as Nancy. Nancy! Okay, Johnny Depp is her fucking boyfriend. Yeah. Funny story about that, too, real quick. She said, uh, or he said, I was trying to pick, like, the teen heartthrob part, like the boyfriend, Johnny Depp's part. So he said, you know, I asked my daughter at the time. I guess she was like a teenager. She was like, which actor should I pick? Then she picked Johnny. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> go figure. <laughs> yeah. Go fucking figure. What is it about Johnny that's so I don't know. Apparently, attractive to these broads? I don't know. Apparently he wanted to be a musician, too. He wasn't even too like huge on acting was going to be his main thing. He kind of wanted to do music as well. Yeah, I've been down that road before. Yeah, me as well, me as well. Now we're here. Now, the real thing is, or a weird thing is, uh, his uncle is in this movie too. Like, so in the beginning, like, Nightmare, like, right when the film opens, when Tina has her nightmare and she wakes up and her mom walks in the room and she's like, you better cut your fingernails or stop dreaming like that. And her, like, drunk boyfriend comes in, like, baby, come back to the room. That's Johnny's uncle. I guess they is just... It really? Yeah, <laughs> I, guess, I don't know if he, like, brought him to the set or some shit that day, but they just needed a guy, like, and he's like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> you know, if Johnny's this uncle's still alive, he's still got that movie on like VHS or something. Oh yeah, has a VHS player in his house just to show people that one clip of him. <laughs> I was on that scary flick. His thirty seconds of fame. <laughs> That's fucking funny, like man. Uncle Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's Dude, what I would do. <laughs> he, I don't know how where how I even fucking know that, but I know it. So fucking that's fact check it. It's a fucking a fact. You are a horror nerd. Oh, that is true. That is true. You I've tried out. to beat off with a Freddy glove. No, Stop I have it. not. No, I did not. Stop it. No, I did not. Okay. Well, not only did it put Wes Craven on the map, not not saying he was a nobody but it was like bro you're you're a huge fucking deal now you're a fucking legend now like you're up here and robert england is freddy krueger what a fucking great casting like apparently he came in late too and 
Robert said he just or uh, Wes said that Robert just killed it, and he he understood who Freddie was supposed to be, and. It's hard not to talk about the sequels, even though we're talking about the original. Um, they all contain Robert. Um, the, the first and the second are very scary Freddies to me. Not much Freddy is seen in the first one. It's, there's a lot of shadow work, um, which makes it scarier. What you don't see is fucking scarier. Obviously, that's a common topic in horror. Well, that's why people are afraid of the dark, mainly is because you can't see. Well, do you, do you remember part two much? Um, part two's great, you know, but where, where he's picking on that kid, Jesse, the guy, and he's like, you know, you got the body, I got the brains, and he's like ripping his fucking head off. Dude, that's the scariest looking Freddy, in my opinion. He's so scary in those first few. Um, just, there, there weren't as many jokes incorporated. He was shit talking, but it was like laughing at your pain. It's like, ah, oh, dude, I fuck off, man. <laughs> and then eventually you started rooting for him because the characters they would introduce in these movies were kind of fucking douchebags. So you're like, I want that guy to die. I want that girl to die. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that I love all of them in their own way. I really do. But the first few, um, just such a scary Freddy. Three was just the blockbuster. Three was really good. It was the blockbuster, great actors. I mean, you got like Lawrence Fishburne, fucking Patricia Arquette. Pick up a little bit of credit, you know, by the third one. Then you can get them superstar cast in there, right? Absolutely. And uh, horror sequels were just a thing in the 80s. It's like you weren't in business unless you were doing fucking horror sequels. Um, They were like, if it makes money, we're just going to keep pushing it. But it wasn't like you were watching it on a Netflix back-to-back where you're like, dude, these don't add up. This is bullshit. It was just like, I'm taking my girl out on a date. Oh, look, there's another one of those. Friday the 13th. We'll go watch that. Get scared. It, it was just carefree fun and murder. How can we keep killing people? And and that's just the era that, that's kind of true to me. I mean, I love all horror. I mean, we could talk about Nosferatu or we could talk about, you know, David Argento, I watch any of it, but just those 80s slashers to me, those are just so impactful. Like, <laughs> you could put this on at any fucking time. What's your favorite horror series? Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> you kind of caught me off guard, dude. I don't know. Um, I don't think I have – I don't know what a favorite just, horror just series is. Just off the top is. of your head, which one – which watch, watch – Probably fr- the Halloweens. That's not gotta, a bad answer. If I got to pick the an actual series. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad answer. You know, I like the theme, the da 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 Michael. Okay, so what's your – So killings. I'm going to – I'm sorry for, for butting it because you just kind of sparked a whole little spark here. Now, I'm curious – because everybody obviously loves the first Halloween and the first, like, not everybody loves the fourth and the fifth where there was the little girl in the clown suit. Not everybody loves the new ones that just came out. Not everybody loves the Rob Zombie ones. So, my question to you, do you like the Rob Zombie ones? Yes. Those Me? are actually some of my favorite ones. Actually. Me fucking too. I like the Rob Zombie. You I know why I like the Rob him. Zombie ones the most? Why? Because... Guess who's in it? 
Joe Grizzly, bitch. <laughs> I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. And I'm about to cut that mask off your face. <laughs> I love that scene. That's the best scene. Joe Grizzly is my favorite character. How brutal were the Rob Zombie Halloween? I loved those movies. I they're, loved- very, they're very brutal. They weren't very gory. You know, they're just brutally and like to the point like, oh, this is kind of making me kind of uncomfortable but in a good way because it's like you know very kind of right there like bam and, and like i was saying before i like coming for that like don't get me wrong i don't like so these new ones i'm not a big fan of them so i'm not sure I, let me let me keen you in because mark might not so mark loves horror mark is the producer here at sloppy horror podcast mark loves horror mark and i even did a genre of music that was horror themed but that being said, I'm more of the nerd about it. So, I just want to I want to fucking educate you, okay? So these new Halloweens that they've come out with, everything sounds like they'd be good. So they got that dude uh uh Danny Danny McBride, so the guy from Pineapple Express that played Saul. He's like one of the directors, or not Saul, I'm sorry, Red. Mhm. You know, um Eastbound and Down, Kenny Powers, uh, the, he's in all those fucking shit. He, he, he's a funny guy, right? And this other dude, they're putting together this fucking, you know, this Bloom House. I just don't like it. So, well, how do you know Lori Strode? Let me just say Lori Strode, Michael Myers, Lori Strode. So, Jamie Lee Curtis, What what is their connection? You know, the main girl that he's going after? Aren't they, uh, that's his sister, right? Correct, correct. So Mark, a person that isn't even fully educated on the franchise, it was his sister, correct, the whole franchise. So what they've decided in these new films is, we're going to start after the first film, and it's not his sister. It's just Jamie Lee Curtis, now she's an adult, and they're fighting, but it's not his sister. But she's still Laurie Strode. What? I thought that's the whole point of it was there it's still his sister. Wait, what? Hold on a second. Wait. I know. This is the newest one, right? The newest Halloween one they're yeah, like, and the, and there it's a package of three coming out. So the other one's coming out at the end of this year and then there's Don't another one. Don't waste your time. What the fuck? So it's the same I, I know. What? So and what piss like I I went into it, you know, and I'm going to watch it because I'm not like a big like snobby critic. I'm not. I love campy horror. I love all kind of shit, man. So I go into this and I'm like, why would you change that story element? And it's like Jamie Lee Curtis is like this old woman who's like off the grid with shotguns and shit. It's just not. Yeah, that's stupid. It, yeah, and, and, but like Nick Castle's back, like the original guy who was playing Michael Myers. Like he has some parts in it. Like they have all these things. They're like. It's like they tried to build a dream team and like the team didn't win the championship in my eyes. It just wasn't that good. The the kills weren't that good. It just was I, and people knock Rob Zombie's films a lot. They're like I didn't like in the second one how it was like he was walking with the horse and like the mom thing and it's like okay, even if you don't like that. But the brutalness Chasing a movie, chasing that fear, like, or a movie that you watch, like, I don't know if you remember in the second one where he kills that fucking nurse, where he's just like, mm-hmm. stabbing her in the fucking head, dude. Like, after yeah. you watch that, you're like, oh 
my god. Yeah, it's good. It's got a lot of good shock value in it. Yeah. In his movies, which is good. That's what people, that's what you kind of want in some of these movies is shock value. That's really what, you know. Yeah, I'm not buying the cheesy. Sparks fear is the shock value. You just like, oh, like that's embedded in your brain. Like imagine if a kid these days saw that. Like imagine being five and six seeing that scene compared to the 80s one. So you kind of got lucky. You have to evolve um, a little bit if you want to keep these franchises alive. And you have to keep the killer a little more brutal. In a way, uh, I, I don't want the slow old man, weird Michael Myers. Uh, I'm not saying I would want some freakish freakish uh, thing that's out of character of Michael, but I thought Rob Zombie did a good job at making Michael Myers what he'd really be like, this fucking just deranged guy. And you remember the Friday the 13th remake they did in 2009? I thought they did a great job of making Jason look fucking brutal. Remember where, where he hung the girl above the sleeping bag and that guy's foot got caught in a bear trap? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's classic. So how was the, the remake of... How, what are your thoughts on the new, the latest remake of Freddy? A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I'm just... I, like, like I said before, I'm just not a fan of... Um, not only am I not a fan of them changing and not having Robert England. So, A, that just ruins it. Number two, too much CGI. They facially reconstructed Freddy to look something way different. Um, just not what we're used to. And number three, it's a card they pulled. Now, there were talks that they were originally going to make the character this way, but it was too too spicy, so they undertoned it. Wes did. They made Freddy a fucking pedo in the remake. Like, that was his thing. Like, he was a toucher of kids. I was like, what? Yeah. See, I've never seen the new Nightmare, or the the remake one, so I haven't seen that one. It's fucking horrible, dude. It's it's just they not good. They made him into little kids? Like, he was a toucher. He was, he was a, a pedo. What? A pedo. That's stupid. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fucking stupid. You know who else is a pedo? Who? The guy who made Jeepers Creepers. The director? Yeah. He's a pedo? I know. I know. That's oh, why. Oh, man. Cause that sucks because I like Jeepers Creepers. I do, too. The first two. That's why the third one sucks because everybody found out he was a pedo. And then they, they you know, after people find out you're a pe- uh, pedo. Do you have the same feeling like every time you get in the school bus now? Like there's rare occurrences when you ride in a school bus for some reason. I always think of that movie. I feel like we're gonna get, you know, we're gonna get stranded somewhere, and then the Jeepers Creepers monster is gonna come and get us. Yeah, I know, dude. I know, but isn't like, don't you think about it? Like in the second one, all those like dudes, high school guys were just like shirtless and like jeans. Yeah, it's starting, to, make, it's starting to ring a bell now that you're. I like the movie it that way. I do like the movie, but he's a pedo, man. That's why no one would. The third one sucked. They wouldn't let him like film anywhere, and nobody wanted to work with him. No, nobody wants. Nobody likes a pedo, dude. Yeah, post pedo. I mean, your movies <laughs> ain't doing it. Are gonna probably fuck your Hold stocks, sir. Post pedo. Yeah. Well, it's not a movie you want to make, so. Well, yeah. I mean, 
what's your post pedo? Post pedo, yeah. If you're pre pedo, we don't know about it. You know, that's okay, I guess. I mean, it's still not okay, but yeah. I don't know about exactly. it. Exactly. Like, we can still enjoy Jeepers 1 and 2 because he was a pedo at that moment, but we didn't know. <laughs> but until... I didn't know. So you can't take that back from, you know, the, the yeah. world. So, you... But post pedo, I can't like anything of yours made from that point. Post pedo. Yeah, well, yeah, you're Great. done. <laughs> Now, every time I see a school bus now, I'm going to think of Post Pedo. Yeah, Post Pedo. That's your rap name. <laughs> Post Pedo. Yeah, so that's, that's fucking weird. That's that fucking weird. weird. And let's, let's be honest. This is, out of Wes Craven's first like couple films, it's one that didn't include rape. Yep. He came in spicy. It was the one that psychologically was scary that got him on the the big timer. I think that's I think see I think that's valued in horror movies. So I'm really tired of seeing rape scenes all the time. It's getting old really really fast. Yep, yep. And honestly, it's I'm swear, not gonna it's lie to the point now, dude. I'm telling you, it's like even Cassandra. We watched some horror movies. She's like, oh great, she's gonna get raped. It's like it's. We don't need this rape scene so many times, okay? We don't need this in every goddamn movie. Psychologically, fuck me up a little bit. That's way more valuable. Fuck me in my brain. To me, in a horror movie, is you can psychologically fuck me up of what you're showing me. That's why Freddy getting you in your dreams is genius. Because you can't escape sleep. Yeah. You have to sleep. And think about, the, think about just the impact it's had on, on the world. If you say Freddy Krueger to anybody, they would know what that is. Like if you were, I've heard the Freddy, maybe it, maybe it was uh, Robert or Wes. They were saying like if you were in a shopping market and you were just to hum the like or whistle like the somebody would be like, yeah, what? No. <laughs> like people know what that is. People know what that is. And that's another, in my opinion, I think that's why the movie launched. The synthesizer in this movie for the win. I mean, it's the... the That synthesizer stuff in horror movies makes it so much scarier. Oh, yeah. That older music in these older movies, like the soundtrack of The Shining, the synthesizer in The Shining, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, dude, The Shining had... that. That music is so eerily. It makes you so uncomfortable. It gets you in the fear state. Like just that's one of my noises favorite do scores. that. Like certain sound waves, certain frequencies will draw out that emotion in you. And I think that synthesizer really did a good job at creating, help creating that fear in the movies. Dude, that opening when they're like winding around the movie or winding around the mountains and that. <laughs> yeah, it's eerie. It's uncomfortable. It's genius. It works. Yeah. And the synthesizer in Nightmare on Elm Street, like you just said, I think it did a very, very good job. Well done to whoever was hot on those keys. So we're going to get down. You know, we're just, you know, we're bullshitting. We're talking. But let's get down to one of my favorite segments, okay? You ready to do that? So, let's go ahead and get into it. Hey. Oh, what do you know here? Guess what? 
Yeah, so I know something about this movie. You got a little something on this movie? I got a little something on this movie so here that you, you know. may not know. So, you know, what do you know? Okay, okay. I'm listening. I'm listening. Now, do you know how many gallons of blood that were used in this movie? Do you know that? Well, I'm hoping they were fake. It was fake blood, but... um. It's a very specific number. Man, well, that's, I mean, the Johnny Depp bed, I don't... I don't know, man. I mean, you got to be dealing. I mean, it's got to be in gallons at this point, liters. I don't know. <laughs> 500 gallons of fake blood were used in this movie. 500 gallons. Nice, Ozark Mark. I like that you did a little research. Yeah, I, I know a little things here. But what do you I know? Imagine know that, that 500 gallons, which I'm more surprised that it was a very specific number here. Yeah, no shit. I mean, maybe they probably had to have receipts. <laughs> you think they got to like 496? <laughs> the guy who was specifically counting the gallons of blood. He's like, now nah, we got to Oh, we need four more. <laughs> Call it 500. Yeah, but what do you know? Look, I tell you what I know. You know what's crazy about this movie? I tell you what I know. Okay. So even though this movie had a budget of about a million dollars, it's still a low budget movie. Okay. So. There's a part where Nancy fights back at the end. where she, Nancy! Yeah, she pulls him into real life and she's fighting the guy, okay? This guy, he runs up the stairs, okay? He tries to grab after, sledgehammer comes down. It's like a booby trap, okay? Hits him right in the chest, all right? He rolls down the stairs, and when he falls, you can clearly see he falls right on a mattress. Like, it's clear. It's not like a maybe. It's not a kinda. Right onto a mattress. This, you know, to soften his blow there. They the kept... mattress is in the shot. Yeah, it's still in the frame. Of the movie. Yeah, still in the frame. Remastered version, doesn't matter what you buy, it's still there. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. <laughs> like, you could clearly see, like, the mattress wasn't there before, right? No, it's it, it's there. It's there. <laughs> what kind of mattress do you think they use? Some old one with stains all over it? Like, yes. Have you ever lifted up your mattress? Yeah. And seen, like, the weird stains? Like, where the hell did those come from? Oh, I know I where they I imagine there were some pretty weird stains on that mattress. See them stains on there? That's what not What kind pay. of mattress was it? Uh, it was... I don't know. It was probably what a twin-sized mattress. What do you know It was here? blue, so that's what I know. So let me tell you a couple other things I know, okay? What do you know? So, let me talk about the way that these... Cause I don't even call these guys directors. These are like horror fucking legend uh, uh, pioneers, okay? So Sam Raimi, the guy did, you know, the he did the Evil Dead, right? And in his movie, he had a poster for The Hills Have Eyes, okay? That's a Wes Craven flick. So Wes Craven says, hey, 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 I'm going to put your movie in my fucking movie now, pal. Okay, so when... When, when Nancy's sitting there, she's watching movies, drinking coffee, trying to stay up. She's watching Evil Dead. So it was a nice little nice little nod there they did. He says, hey, that's my movie and your movie. Here's, here's your movie and my movie. So they put each other's movies they in put, their movies. Yeah, they put it in each other's. In why, each were other. they, why did they do that? Are they friends or something? Yeah, they're friends. They're friends. Oh. You know, they respect each other because, you know, these guys were, were legendary people. I mean... That's kind of cool, though, when you see another movie that you know in a movie. Like, oh, they're watching the movie, too. And it isn't just nostalgia. You know, these directors, they were legendary because they were inventing special effects at this time frame. Like, 
nowadays there's too much CGI, but back then they were like, you know, how do I make this guy's fucking head explode and make it look real? Guy's like, well, I'll get under the table, blow some blood and hamburger meat out of a straw, and you put, like, and they were doing this shit for real. Just well, they had to, yeah, you, not everything can... Passion, brother, passion. Yeah, and that makes those some of those effects are a lot better than CGI, if you, if you ask me. Oh, yeah, you get them old Tom Savini effects, you know, a uh, Dick Baker. You can tell when something is too CGI, and you're like, that, that's stupid. That, you know, it just ruins it. But when they can make something look realistic while doing it realistically, I mean, you can't beat something like that. Yeah, know? a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So I'll tell, I'll tell you a little something else. What do you know here? Then I know. What do you know? I'll tell you a little something else that I know. Okay. What else do you know? Don't put me on on the hot seat and ask me what do I know. That's all I know. <laughs> That's all I know. That's all I know for now. So, I'll tell you what else I know. What do you know here? So, there's a pot, okay, when Nancy... Nancy! She's running up the stairs, okay? She's running away from Freddy. She's trying to get her through the door. Her feet get caught in the stairs. There's a bunch of shit. It's like some muck. It's some nasty stuff, okay? You know what that stuff is? It's pancake batter. Pancake, pancake batter? Pancakes. Is that that's pancake batter is what you use to make pancakes, right? I'm talking pancakes, pal. Pancakes. She stepped in a bunch of pancakes. Yeah. I ah. mean, if he robs your dreams, he's Where gonna make you your breakfast. Where do you get that much pancake batter? Yeah, I mean, how do people not look suspicious? Like, what are you running a camp here? What do you got going on? That's a lot of pancakes. That's a lot of pancakes. Look, I hope they ate some pancakes. I hope they that's bought right. enough. I mean, <laughs> that's a lot of pancakes. Hey, I mean, because you don't need that many pancakes. You know, two pancakes, you're good. That's a lot of pancakes. <sighs> yeah, you know. Right. Try to eat a pancake and work. Go to work and eat a pancake. Oh, Tell dude. me how your fucking day goes. When you get like a stack of just three at IHOP oh. plus an omelet, I'm done for the rest of the day. Like a Gatlinburg vacation. Yeah. You go down there and you get some like silver stack pancakes. Well, like. Pancakes are so good, but you feel so horrible after you eat them. Fat piece of shit. It's like the worst. Like the first and second part are amazing, but the third part of it is just awful. But that was some good, interesting facts here for, uh, you know, what do you know? So, what do you know? <laughs> okay. So that's a nice little fun segment. I like that. What do you know? I did not know any of those I things. I did not. Those are, thanks for those guests there. I like cool little movie facts like that, though. I do, too, man. It makes it more interesting. And that's kind of, you know what else? It's kind of cool to see, you know, see how things are made a little bit, too, you know. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of born at a cool age where obviously it was just I I was born eighty nine. When were you born? Ninety two? Ninety one. Ninety one. Okay. So what's cool about <laughs> what's cool about that is we had fucking VHS tapes. You know how to operate operate a VHS or a VCR. Yeah, I could never set the time on it though. Yeah, well that well the fucking power would go out or something unplug it, it'd piss you off. But that being said, when DVDs came out. They were like cool, man. Like special features were something. Tell, like tell your kids that now. I mean, you don't have kids, but I do. If I were to like go tell my son, like, hey, you want to watch the special effects on the Lord of the Rings DVD? He'd be like, go fuck off, Dad. 
I'm, I'm over here playing Fortnite, dog. I remember when DVDs first came out, like, the coolest thing ever was being able to, like, navigate through the menu. Yeah, <laughs> like, That dude, wasn't was... been done before. And then they had you know? these commentators, you know, with, like, people in the movies and, and, and the directors. And it was like, next time you watch the movie, you would have, like, little tidbits on it. And it would be like, damn, dude, that's what was going on that day when they were making that shit. It just feels like you're in on it. And I don't know. I kind of appreciated that. I really appreciated that. And I did that a lot. And that's why I'm a fucking weirdo. I'm a strange guy, Mark. Yeah. You know what I hate about DVDs, though? What? Is like, you know, the, like the uh, main menu where they just play a clip of the movie for like 30 seconds uh, or yeah, something. yeah, some are ridiculous. And it just keeps going over and over and it won't stop. Like, you know, how many people, how many times I've gone into my friend's house or you know girlfriend's whatever at the time and they're falling asleep on the couch and that movie is just playing the whole time so mark <laughs> just sit there and just i've oh. been poor enough to not have cable at times in my life when i was younger so what, what i would do not all you have to give some dvds credit mark and you're not doing that right now because some will go right back into the movie after like two minutes of that being played. Oh, so well. Yeah, yeah. You remember you remember my dog Dayton? Yeah. So that he used to freak out when I would leave for work. He was like a rescue, like a legit rescue. So he would freak out when I'd leave for work and shit and tear him up. But I'd like feel bad, you know? So I like would leave a TV on and shit for him. I didn't have cable. I guarantee you he knows every word. He Even though he's a dog, yeah. he knows every word to The Departed. That's it. You remember, dude. I would put on The that Departed, that DVD. On. I've seen that movie, <laughs> parts <laughs> of that movie, so many times from coming back to your house. Tell me those Chinaman's cars aren't empty. <laughs> <laughs> it's always, it was always around like the same time frame of the movie, too, when I would always see it, too. Dude, it is a great movie, but that is, uh, yeah, because it like it would go to the DVD menu. You know what's a stupid one? Speaking of DVD men- menus and horror, The Ring. The Ring was that stupid fucking video you shouldn't watch or you die. And it's like I wasn't afraid of the movie really. It was kind of creepy, but I remember watching it at my dude Bernie's house. And I fell asleep in his basement and woke up, and it was just that video. And, you know, it's like that bitch brushing her hair. And, like, and I don't I don't call girls bitches, but that lady's a bitch. You know what I'm talking about? The creepy lady in the ring. She's, like, brushing her hair in the mirror. Yeah. Like that video you're not supposed to watch. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I remember getting up and putting in, like, uh, I put in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah I was just like, trying to put something long get your mind off of it yeah you watch just a scary movie then you go not... watch like cartoons or something to get your mind off of it wait something long and not fucking terrifying so yeah. it's like i wake up anytime soon it's just like star wars you're like oh cool looney tunes for me dude still to this day yeah i love looney tunes that's a cartoons like you know it's i i really do have hope and humanity for the younger kids. Like, I'm not that old where I ha- don't have faith yet. Because my kids still really do. They, like, I mean, my oldest will be 15 <laughs> this month. And then my youngest is 2. And they fucking love old shit. Like, they'll watch old horror flicks with me. Some, like, my oldest will, obviously. Yeah. But, like, my youngest, she's really into the turtles. Like, the old Ninja Turtles and shit now. And it's like, 
I'm just more amazed that the kids are still like hooked on things that we watched. Well, as long as you show them when they're young enough, you know. Yeah, and it's like I don't push it down any other throats. I just kind of like let them know what it is. Like the Gremlins, my youngest loves the Gremlins too. If you teach them not to be scared of it, then they'll enjoy it. But you know, they still look up to you as a yeah figure and stuff. You know, so I always you know because I work in the haunted houses and shit too. It's like I always teach mine like. If you're ever, like, really afraid, it's time to be scarier. Like, if you're really, like, afraid, like, something's going to happen, like, be scarier. Like, just try to be scarier. Like, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, that that's the one thing you can do in that situation. Like, uh, I, I don't know. That sounds, like, fucking weird. But, like, if you, like, were walking down the street and had the uh-oh feeling, if you were, like, not be fucking make weird noises and shit, but, like, maybe. <laughs> you know, like, you just have a, a way about you. Like, I... But I don't know, and then then obviously I think it's you need to be realistic with your kid and explain what fucking movies are. Explain what you know. If they didn't want to watch something, I wouldn't make them watch something. Yeah, but I think that's a best. That's a good way to go about it, really. Yeah, yeah. It's my, the same thing with like you know teaching a kid about a gun. Like people don't give kids guns or anything. Like kids can't handle guns. Like no, if you just show them, right. teach them correctly. Show them what's what. Tell them that's not, you know, toy or whatever. It's the same thing with horror movies or horror in your case. You just explain to them. You know, you just be real with kids. Stop lying to your kids all the time. All you got to do is be real with them, explain it to them. Just be real and honest with them. They appreciate that. You appreciate it nowadays. Absolutely. You're honest with people, you know. Absolutely. And it's, I don't know, it's cool, too, to, like, be able to share, like, especially with my oldest, like, the one, like watching Elm Street and shit with there just because that was, like, my first. So it's just neat, man. It's like the film from... 1984 still holds up all this time later. I mean, we're in 2021 now. That's badass. That's fucking sweet, man. So, also, you know, it, I hope you guys kind of like the con- like the content of sticking with certain, you know, flicks. Because, I mean, we're going to go all over the map. But each, each episode is going to have a... We're going to try to knock out a bunch of horror flicks this season. But, you know, that's not saying it won't be limited to directors, actors themes things like that if it's horror we're fucking talking about it so if you have uh anything maybe you want to hear about a topic or whatever you can shoot something our way at twitter at horror sloppy h-o-r-r-o-r-s-l-o-p-p-y they wouldn't let me put sloppy horror as my handle for some reason okay hold on hold on a second are you saying whore yeah or horror what are you saying? Horrible whore. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying whore. Yeah, exactly. Sloppy whore. Whore. <laughs> whore. All right. Say that That girl's a real whore. That girl's a real whore. <laughs> okay. Now say this is a good horror movie. This is a good horror movie. <laughs> no, no. It's the same thing. It's a horror movie. You, okay. It's horror. I've always it's liked a good spooky flick. Sloppy, right? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Now, please continue, just so yeah. everybody knows that you're saying yes. horror when yeah. you say whore. I think they got it. I oh. think they got it. I think they got it. So, at Horror Sloppy, if you have anything to say to us. And then, obviously, check out the YouTube channel. I mean, we do all kinds of stuff, react to certain things, and we have all kinds of little horror horror movie flavor in there. And I imagine we'll have the audio episodes up on there, too, just for you YouTube heads that don't do anything else. I appreciate that. So, you know. We'll have it in every kind of way that you can listen to it. And we appreciate you guys for checking us out this season. We're going to get things rolling. So, I'm Christian Ramey. 
This is the Sloppy Horror Podcast. Ozark Mark, what do you got to say? I got nothing. Okay, he's got nothing. We'll see you next episode, guys. We appreciate you for checking us out. 